Hi, everyone. This is Karen Hunter along with Shark Aleka with Gateway to Tutoring, where our goal is to inspire parents, teachers, and tutors. Today, we're going to be talking about using stories in our tutoring sessions. So let's think about it. What do stories do? They help us to connect with one another in a way that just putting out, you know, just factual information cannot. They help us to connect to universal truths like kindness, compassion, hard work. They also make learning effective and they give a visual image or a mental visual of the message. That's so true. It's funny that we're talking about this topic because just a few days ago, my husband and I were taking our morning walk along um, along this path beside a lake that we go to, and we met this lovely older Russian lady, and she had her grocery bag filled with bread, and she was picking off the bread and feeding the birds. It was really a precious sight, and we said hello to her, and as we made our loop and were headed back to the car, I don't know how it happened, but we got in this discussion with the lady and she said to us in her broken, uh, in her thick Russian accent, she said, you know, birds are like people. She said, 10% of them are smart and the rest, look, they're mean, they're selfish. Hmm. And she relayed that and she was talking, I don't even know how she segued into the fact that she said, you know, when I moved over here from Europe, she said, people thought I had had an easy life because I moved over and I bought an apartment on the lake. And she said to them, she said, you only see the end result. You don't see the hard work that got me here. I worked three jobs to Hmm. get here and to be able to have that apartment on the lake. And then she reiterated that people are like birds. 10% of them are smart. And just that word picture, it was funny (laughs) because she was just, it was just such a sweet encounter. And as we walked away, I think my husband and I were both thinking silently to ourselves, I sure hope I'm in that 10 percentile (laughs) where I'm a smart person and not one that's mean or greedy trying to get what I want. But that is such a perfect picture of what you're talking about today with Mm -hmm. the mental visual Mm -hmm. of a message with universal truths. That's great. You just told a story about a story. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Yeah, you know, our brains, we, they love stories. They do. We, I found a, an article in a publication by um, the University at Berkeley um, in California called The Greater Good. And this is what they said about stories. They say stories are an effective way to transmit important information and values from one individual or community to the next. Stories that are personal and emotionally compelling engage more of the brain and thus are better remembered than simply stating a set of facts. It also goes on to say, we discovered that there are two key aspects to an effective story. First, it must capture and hold our attention. The second thing is an effective story transports us into the character's world. That's that's good. Um, when I think back to our little Russian lady, she definitely transported Mm. us into her world and the way that she saw the world around her, you know, evaluating the behavior of birds and comparing it to the behavior of people and they're not understanding. So it's good. I remember years ago when we taught a SAT prep class and you had a story that was really engaging and it helped to teach the, um, 
the liquid measurements, the gallon quarts, pints. Yes, yes, I remember that. I do. I do remember it. Uh, It's interesting because I teach this um, graphic or this illustration, a little story. It doesn't really have much of a plot, but that's that's not the point here. (laughs) It's but I teach it to usually younger kids so they can remember their liquid measurements, mm-hmm. you know, cups, quarts, ounces, gallons, or yes. And uh, it's funny because in that SAT course, here we are with teenagers who are needing a refresher on that same information. Right. This is a story that I got from YouTube, believe it or not. And there's several different versions of it. And I'm just going to tell you the one that, um, that I came across It's a lot of fun, and it really helps kids to see this. So, there once was a kingdom of Galon, or Galon, or Galon. And in this kingdom, there were four queens. Now, while you're illustrating this, you want to have a piece of paper or a whiteboard in front of you, and you're going to draw a big G to represent the kingdom of Galon. And, of course, this kingdom, like I said, has four queens, so you place four Q's, four big Q's inside the G that represents quarts. There are four quarts in a gallon. Well, the queens, amazingly enough, coincidentally enough, each one of them had a boy and a girl. (laughs) A prince and a princess. So inside each Q, you draw a P that represents pints. There are two pints for every quart. Well, the kingdom of Galan, they loved their animals, but the prince and princesses especially loved cats. And so each one of them had two pet cats. So inside the P in your diagram, you do two little tiny C's and you'll have room for them. And that represents that there are two cups in a pint. So we have two cups in a pint, two pints in a quart and four quarts in a gallon. It's just a word picture and you would be amazed. Um, I love this because I remember teaching it to one of my students uh, some years ago and um, Nikki said, you know, Miss Karen, I really don't want it to be a prince and princess. I want the queen to be sitting on a throne and she's holding two parrots because Nikki a, is a big bird lover. <laughs> So she even drew, illustrated a picture for me that she gave me the next time I tutored her, where she drew a picture of a big G with queens sitting on thrones. Wow. And she's holding a parrot in each hand. So the two pints again to a quart. And then, um, you know, is, are the cats holding, uh, excuse me, are the parrots holding cats? No, she decided to use cupcakes instead. So in each of the, Parrot's claws was a cupcake each. So well, she put a lot of effort into that. She did have a lot of fun. And you know what? She's never going to forget. I was going to say there's (laughs) no way because she's personalized it and made her made it her own story. That's right. That's beautiful. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So stories can be told just about anything. I mean, think about it. We have students that need to be encouraged Mm -hmm. that need motivation or to overcome something. Perhaps it's honesty. Maybe they confess to you that they cheated on a test. Uh Uh-oh. You know, maybe it's a good time to share a little story that, you know, that's not the way that they they should go. Um, Persistence. For example, um, I have told some of my students, you know, 
a little story about when my son was learning how to walk and being persistent. You don't see a toddler uh, trying to walk and taking a few steps, falling down and giving up. No, they keep at it. So I'll tell them the story. You know, my son, he was one years old. And one day he decided that, you know, it was time for him to walk. So he pulled himself up on the coffee table mm -hmm. and took a step. And oops, nope, he fell down. He got back up and he took another step. And he kept at it. You know, can you imagine how many times little children fall on their diapered it's, rumps? You it's know, amazing. And then they do they, keep but they, trying. They do keep, keep trying. trying. Mm -hmm. And they persist at it. And guess what? You know, before long, he is walking. Right. And, you know, unfortunately for me, he's been running. <laughs> and I'm having to chase him all over the house after that point. But that is just a great, uh, just a word picture, an illustration, a little story to to show that perseverance, perseverance really pays off. It's true. And then, and you think of um, the influences that were around him that would encourage him to work past the pain. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, while you were telling that story, I was thinking you're probably standing beside him every time he fell and saying, it's okay. And cheering for him every half a step he took. Sure. And so that encouragement and that positive peer pressure of seeing everybody else in the world walking around him. Mm -hmm. was probably very influential. And those those are the opportunities we have as tutors where we can be the cheerleaders and the encouragers. Yes, yes. <clears throat> you know, um, some of you may be wondering, well, where do I get these stories? Mm. How in the world do I come up with those stories? And, you know, we only have so much time with our kids. Right. Stories don't have to be long. No, they don't. They can be really short. They can be a simple illustration, a simple story with a moral Aesop is a great example of, of examples of stories that just take a minute or two to tell and they have a good moral or lesson at the end. And mm -hmm. I know you're going to get into that in just a minute, but there are so many examples from our own lives that we can use. You like don't the have lady at the, like the lady on the lake, the lady on the <laughs> lake, my son, you know, learning how to walk. Right. Right. There's so, so many. One of my favorites um, to teach children motivation is a little, um, a short little book called 212, The Extra Degree. And 212 is the boiling point in Fahrenheit um, degrees. And the book is really about the difference between 211 degrees Fahrenheit and 212 degrees Fahrenheit and what that extra bit of energy does and the difference that it makes and there's if you look it up on youtube two two twelve mm -hmm. the extra degree it's less than three minutes it's a quick video it's a short little book that i give my students for christmas or whatever occasion is appropriate um just to show them that just a little more effort can make all the difference oh i love that that is great so you're talking about aesop's fables no, not Aesop. Are you correct? E yeah, it's Aesop. Aesop. The A is silent. I know it's a, it's a Greek word. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so our generation grew up on Aesop's fables. And we had the book. I know Karen and I talked about this earlier. We had the book at home. And we would just thumb through the short little fables um, that were Aesop's fables. And a fable is a story of animals, which usually where the animals are talking and then there is a moral and the beauty of Aesop's fables are they're very short. So I'm going to read you one here about the crow and the pitcher. And you'll, you'll see how effective this short little story with a moral can be for students. 
In a spell of dry weather, when the birds could find very little to drink, a thirsty crow found a pitcher with a little water in it. But the pitcher was high and had a narrow neck, and no matter how hard he tried, the crow could not reach the water. The poor thing felt as if he must die of thirst. Then an idea came to him. Picking up some small pebbles, he dropped them into the pitcher one by one. With each pebble, the water rose a little higher until at last it was near enough the top so he could drink. That's the story. Mm. It's the short little fable. And the moral of the story is, in a pinch, a good use of our wits may help us out. And so often when we tutor, um, this story is very relevant because Sometimes our students just need to think of um, another way to look at a problem outside the box. I'll tell them, take a couple steps back, get a bird's eye view, sure. take a deep breath, and look at it a little bit differently. So um, these Aesop's fables, they're not Aesop's, I'm sorry, Aesop. It's spelled A-E-S-O-P, if you want to look it up on the internet. Mm. Um, they're beautifully illustrated and great little stories to help. Yeah. So if you have a few minutes in your tutoring sessions uh, to communicate a truth, uh, a character trait into this precious life, you know, make it good. Every time you tutor, you have the power to influence, make an incredible impression on this child's life. That's my favorite part of tutoring. Yeah. I, I love helping them with academics, but be, being in that position where we're working one-on-one -on -one with students and inputting encouragement into their lives, showing them that they can do so much more than they ever imagined is such an honor and privilege. Yes, it is. Well, if you'd like to learn more about Gateway to Tutoring or would like to grow your tutoring business, please visit us at gatewaytotutoring.com or send us an email at hello at gatewaytotutoring.com.